There is so much smoke in here. I feel like I'm in a 1970s cop movie about to be interrogated by a divorced Let's police officer. Brand. Let's turn brands around. I'm proud of my RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Will, RC. Do, do the intro. All right. Welcome to Cheap Therapy, the show where four guys who probably need therapy uh, humbly say no to hang out with each other. Or bravely say no. Mm. We don't need it. We just need each other. That's what's happening at this point. Sweet. That's the thing that no one's going to see. A lot of smoke. Dead air. Dead air. All right, Delaire. Why don't you start us off, big cat? God, this is the smoking episode. I love that. I'm about to have another. <laughs> oh, I was just kidding. Kinda, I don't actually have a thing. It's kind of the about. only. Um, you know what I was thinking about today? Nope. Your. Okay, good. I'm happy we have fodder. Um, My. So you're. So our age spread here is, I think, I'm pretty sure you're mid to early 30s, 47. although you act like you're 80. <laughs> and you're like closing in on 30, although you act seven. <laughs> um, but I think we all had a cross section in the 90s. And I was trying to think today, what it, what song embodies the 90s and meant the most to us? Wait, why don't, we, why don't we clarify ages real fast? I'm 34. I'm 29. I'm 31. I'm 32. Wow. A very diverse bunch here. Wow. wow. Where's our 33-year-old? I think, the, I think the song for me in the Perpetually 90s, 33. Always with us. It's probably Motorcycle Drive-By. Is that from no. that's from 99? 97. Get a life, dude. Or semi-charm kind of life. Well, did you listen to that when you when you gosh. were in the 90s? So the reason I'm a third eye blind fan is because my sister, who is 33, there's our 33 year old. Mm. She, I when I'm I was not, when I was growing up, I listened to anything and everything she was listening to. So So you're a poser. Oh yeah. I was just like everything she did I thought was cool. So like Third Eye Blind, Blink 182, like Enema of the State was like on repeat. Enema? The best. Enema of the State. Yeah, dude. Like the, uh the like Blind, liquid up your the, butt. Uh, Blink oh, yeah. 182 album. Hmm. It's probably the best punk rock album of all time. San Diego band, for sure. San Diego band. Ooh. He finally gets one. What do you need? I need the ashtray. <laughs> you guys want to know what I want to talk about? Yeah, I'm not done talking about what I'm talking about. Keep talking about what you're talking about. And also, since this isn't a real podcast, I'm going to go do a side note right here because I did it and it sounds dumb. It's dumb when someone else is talking to just do things like, hmm, or have you ever heard that in a podcast? I, it always I sounds, noticed myself doing that. It always sounds episode, stupid. Affirming. Just I made a note of that. Yeah. It's like, mm, Don't oh, do that. Mm. Yeah. You, you think it sounds well, good? Well, it's it's a no, no, I, I agree. I made a note to not do it. Uh, because it's it's a way of communicating that you're listening. It's we do it in natural conversation, but it doesn't work well in podcasts because there's already four of us. It sounds like you're desperate to fill space, huh? <laughs> I think mm. we should all be a little less desperate to fill space. Uh-huh. <laughs> dead air. But I'm but I'm desperate. That cigarette's about to fall. You want to see how long we can go with just dead space? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's gonna speak first? Uh, you're all wrong. The song of the 90s is Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. I knew you were going to say that. Because it's true. <laughs> um, what what I'm going to say Ready or Not by the Fugees. What's S- a Fuji? Sing it. Ready or not, here I come. Fugees and Bunions. find you and make you want me. I just feel like... Not. I feel like we, I personally get a lot of 90s songs. We have different generations. How is Closing Time not the song of the 90s? Well, I mean, who sings closing time? Think about Semisonic. Fuck. But (laughs) I would be willing to bet that a lot of songs that I attribute to 90s, quote unquote, is actually like really early 2000s. Yeah, because you're 12, dude. Anything below, like anything before 95 is way before my time. And I wasn't old in the 90s. And the other problem is. I had a limited music scope in the 90s. So I can't believe what I was listening to whilst Third Eye Blind was around. Out there. Third Eye Blind's first album was 97. Blue was 99. What song broke that for you? When I started, I I mean. When did you start getting a good sense of good taste for music? When did you lose your virginity? That's a silly question because taste is subjective, so we can't call it good or bad. But I'll say I knew, the first time I knew more than five bands was college for sure. You didn't know more than five bands throughout high school? Not really. I mean, just that's an exaggeration, of course, and an embellishment. But what uh, was your first concert? 
my first concert and I, oh dude, I was probably in kindergarten or first grade. I went to see uh, hear Carmen, the Christian, <laughs> the Christian pop singer. singer. Dude, I know Carmen. I had the VHS. Our God is an Well, that's everyone, God isn't it? Whoever sang Christian music. From heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. What? what Trademark. Wait, we don't want to pay for it. We don't want to pay for it. <laughs> Can't afford it. Um, no, so that was a default because, I mean, I was a kid and I went with my relatives to go see it. But I would say the first concert I wanted to go to that was someone separate was third grade and it was Garth Brooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm proud of that. I saw him 20 years apart to the day. That's an exaggeration. But to the season when I was eight and then again when I was 28 and huh. he did not lose a step. No, he didn't. I my first that. concert, my sister somehow convinced my parents to let her and I, she was Ages. in seventh grade. I was in sixth grade. Go to a Mace concert. I don't know if you know who Mace is. Oh yes, P, P. Diddy's protege. Uh, he. We go to the concert. It was the first time I'd ever seen real life boobs, because there was a woman wearing a lace shirt and her boobs were completely visible. Right. And my little sixth grade <laughs> mind body and mind were. I was following her. You're around right for on the cusp while. of like not knowing what your body's doing at that. Oh, point. I knew exactly what my body was doing. <laughs> and you knew what her body was doing. <laughs> By the way, if you're that woman, please write into the podcast. You can find us. Here's the other blank. thing. There was a shooting. There was a shooting, Lord. and I'll never forget. My parents picked us up. There were three helicopters in the sky, cop cars everywhere, and then my parents like, like station wagon pulls up. Time to go. My sister and I get in. I don't know. I still to this day did, have no idea how my sister convinced them. Did to they let know, us do that. or did you tell them about? Oh the yeah. Shooting? Oh yeah. We told them. Here's a question. Um, describe the venue. Was it a big concert? Outdoor, indoor? Yeah, huge, huge uh, indoor. It's I, it's actually um, so some some have you ticket, seen movie almost famous. Yes. Okay. It's the venue. It's the same venue in that movie. The so first one. Yeah. I don't know. Some ticket taker. There's more than you one. Know the, there was like seven <laughs> concerts. I never saw the movie. I just know this venue's in there. The you never saw movie. Almost Famous? I never Pause saw the it. podcast. We're going to watch it. <laughs> you just said like, you guys have seen Almost Famous, right? <laughs> I just you know idiots have obviously seen it. It's like, it's, no, one of my it's the big one. <laughs> the big Wait, venue. But, so you're telling me so there's something someone told you that you were just like, oh, whoa. Okay, I'll, I'm going to use that. I'll tell people that. <laughs> there's some hourly employee standing there that watches a 13 and a 12 year old. And just flags them through, doesn't ask, where's your parents? Right? Yeah. I mean, thinking back, I would never let my kid do this sort of thing. But my, again, this is, uh, this is one of the benefits of having parents who are immigrants. They don't know. They don't know what's okay and not okay. So you're like, hey, there's a concert. They're like, we love music. <laughs> you know, have fun. Have there's fun. like, there's a 0% chance of an insurgent strike. <laughs> Feel free to attend. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it was just crazy. But the boobs were awesome. How was the concert? Don't remember. Just remember the boobs. I get that. Yeah. The first concert I went to. I had a pretzel. Delicious. Wow. Mustard, cheese. Cheese, of course. I've moved on to Jackson's first concert. The first concert I went to was with my sister and my mom. I was probably around the same age. Boobs? Uh, yeah, there's probably boobs there. Okay. Um, don't remember them like you do. Uh, Leonard Skinner. They weren't good. We know why. <laughs> and my sister was furious because I didn't play Simple Man. That's got a that's a slower song. But, it's uh, a gamble to play at a live energetic venue. Also, she wasn't a fan of deep deep cuts, dude. Well, I know, I know. It was a, it's like, well, are you, is she a fan or not? Leonard Skinner playing in you know two thousand and two isn't going to be going into their deep cuts. I don't know, man. Is Simple Man a deep cut? No, I would say it's no, their no, second no. famous song. That's my second point. Most famous. Song. That's saying, my point. He was like, oh, they didn't play it, so they were playing deep cuts. You forgot to wink at me when you were sarcastic. As is your way. They're, they were playing their like 12 minute version of Freebird, which is their also song. not a deep cut. I'm also going to listen to Simple Man on the way home. You should. It's a great song. Will, what was your first concert? Um, first, uh, first concert experience was at Six Flags. It was in sync. <laughs> first like, album. Huge, huge album. But the opener was Shaquille O'Neal when he was rapping. Oh. Oh, that's so, your first really concert. brings it back. But the first concert concert was the Family Values Tour in Dallas Reunion Arena, yeah. Lincoln Park, Stained, Stone Temple Pilots, Dead Z, and Static X. Wow. So Stone Temple Pilots, great to see. Here's my question for you. I think are, has anyone in here anyone else here seen Shaq perform his rap? Live. No. Okay. Well, no. at the all-star no. game. Was it basketball themed at all? Like did he wear his his magic jersey? 
I don't I want to believe that he was wearing his his Did he outfit come out from dunk? Kazam. Yeah. And the kid from Kazam was there. Love I don't know. Kid. All I know is that the family values two are so tight. RIP reunion reunion arena. Um, I crowd surfed. I like snuck into the pit with my buddy and we crowd surfed from the very back to the very front for Stone Temple Pilots. And it was amazing. I went for Lincoln Park, but that's where I was at. Lincoln Park. So Stained must have been an awesome show. Stained was awesome. Yeah. What did I they say? What is their song so you remind hard. That's not Lincoln Park. So Lincoln Park. You're oh, good job. What's you remind me? I think and you remind me. It doesn't matter. What's Stained's song? Crawl in the end. Well, no, these are all Lincoln. These Park. are all Lincoln Park. Stained Basically, is uh, it's something called like you remind me or something like that. That might be Nickelback. Stained. Never made it as a what? That's Nickelback. I don't know what oh, that fuck. is. I don't know what Stained. You remind me. Alex. This is a Christian podcast. This is how you remind me. Nickelback. Dude, I love that song. You love Nickelback. This is how you remind me of what I really That's am. What I just said. Yeah, but I did it better. Oh, you know, Stain sings so far away. It's not. No, never mind. This is yeah, not, yeah, that is, that is stained. I know. This is this is becoming you know how a I know that stained because I tried to force my yeah. high school girlfriend into hey. that being our song. Wrap it up, and she wasn't having it. Wrap this up. She just had a baby. Sing it again. You guys, we're losing listeners <laughs> fast. We're losing me fast. Okay, listen, I'm gonna do my thing. And I'm hoping that this will create conversation for us. If not, we're fucked. Um, okay, here is my here is my concept. What I want to know is what I would like is for each of us to think through the moment that you realized the thing, the characteristic about your family that was unique compared with everybody else's. And usually in your childhood, this happens at something like a sleepover or you go over to a buddy's house and you notice something and you have this like sort of existential moment where you're like, huh, in my house, this would be completely different. This is a totally different scenario. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to start uh, by telling you my first experience of this and hopefully it'll, it'll jog something in I you. I think it's a good idea that we start with your immigrant family, which is probably the most unique, different family from the rest We're of us. We're all gonna have- Our stories are gonna suck. And your answers. stories will all be really boring. Yeah. We had great, beautiful families. Yeah. yeah. Jackson and I and Alex, we all have the exact same upbringing. Yeah, <laughs> you guys were actually all Maybe have the, the same dad. Maybe the three of us should hold hands. <laughs> same dad. So I, so I, growing up as an immigrant, uh, one of the things that- in my, I think this is true among most Middle Eastern families, but it was absolutely true in mine um, to the, like the nth degree was my mom was obsessed with our looks and us never doing anything to tarnish or mess up our looks. I'll give you some weird examples. You guys already know kind of like the things that my mom has done that are pretty weird. Mm. These are some of the ones that happened at a young age. So my mom was apparently deathly afraid that we would have really big ears and that our ears would stick like out. She had no idea that our noses were actually the problem. Um, but she taped, no, your nose is fine. She taped our ears to our heads. Okay. This is a real thing. Take your so, hat off. Let me see your ears. I don't have any ear. Oh, problem. it works. They've been totally taped. worked. Yeah, totally worked. So like she used to tape pincher. our ears. And, uh, there are also stories of like, so my grandma told me a story that when I was pretty young, I was at her house and they had this like, you know how like some houses uh, will have like a second refrigerator in the garage? A what? A second refrigerator I, a deep, or a freezer? Heard, no, we all heard refrigerator. Refrigerator. Am I saying that wrong? No, you said it right the second time. Thanks I didn't hear Jackson. You guys, this is my third language. So maybe you could just give me a break. <laughs> um, <laughs> pass. So... Anyway, uh, apparently there was like a latch on it with a piece of sharp metal and I walked by and as like a toddler, cut my face really bad and there it was bleeding and I start freaking out. Um, not because I'm in pain, but because I'm terrified that my mom is gonna be angry and I'm gonna get in trouble, okay? So it's like as a toddler. So I, I'm, I'm terrified of this and I grew up in a house where if you got hurt, you got hit you got like in more trouble okay so i remember moving to the u.s and i was at the grocery store with my mom and i watched this kid this like little white kid 
walking in was the freezer aisle. I'll never forget this. And he, I don't know if he slipped on some water or what he did, but homeboy slipped. And I mean, he ate like he ate shit. He fell so hard and like instantly just starts crying. And I am like, fuck dude, you are about to get your ass beat. Like I'm looking at this kid and I'm, I like literally I'm like, my mom, my mom kind of walks away and I just kind of like lean up against the, the like shelf there. And I'm like, dude, it's about to go down and you're about to get your ass beat. And I will never forget the cognitive dissonance when I watch this, this American mom lean over and be like, sweetie, are you okay? And lift him up, brush off his little knees, you know, brush off his little body and then embrace him. And I remember literally going, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? He's supposed to get his ass beat right now. He is supposed to be like majorly punished. Like this is crazy. And I remember being like, that was the first moment where I was like, my life's different. There's white people life and then there's brown people life. <laughs> and I'm living in brown people life. Do you think part of that is because um, America and the West is largely like a guilt and innocence culture and maybe Iraq is more of an honor culture, like do nothing to shame the family, whereas we're like, do something wrong, prove your innocence, or prove your guilt. There's, a, I think there's some insight into that question. I do think it's an honor thing, but it's not necessarily, it's more, it's more like if you were this like deformed child, which I think was like my mom's fear, is that somehow something that we would do would like make us ugly, and then that would like kind of embarrass. I really genuinely think that for my mom, that's what it was, is like something to that effect, where if you have like an ugly kid or whatever, it's kind of an embarrassment to the family. Um, which is crazy. Which is true. Did either Which is absolutely true. <laughs> Will and Jackson, did either of you grow up, did your parents ever point something out as being don't shame the family, rather don't drag our name through the mud? You're a backy, damn it. You're a crawly, damn it. Those are their last names, by the way. I don't remember ever, my, I don't remember my family ever giving like the family name any kind of value. Really? Uh, well, so I don't remember that. Same here. Wow. Same. My my family didn't like grow up in Dallas in Highland Park. So like I remember growing up knowing that there was like probably five families that like the last names you just kind of knew because yeah. they kind of like ran not like ran things, but they were just like big there family. No yeah, generations. The hunts were definitely one. Right. Um shout out to the hunts. Shout out to the hunts. Shout out, dude. Sponsor of the show. That's who Super I thought Bowl, I was marrying Super into. Champions. They yeah. Own, they own the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aubrey's last name is Hunt. Before I got there. Wow. She got money, dude? She don't got money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she got that oil? <laughs> so did your did your mom, how old were you when your mom was like, okay, everyone in the kitchen, it's time to tape your ears down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't actually remember what it. What kind of tape was it? I don't know, because it, it doesn't seem like it would work. Well, I mean, like, my, I don't know. my sister just had twin girls, and they actually had, like, their ears are coming out like, clipped or whatever no they had to like God, they're not birds <laughs> no they they had their ears like grow Pinned? in a certain way because of like the way they came out they were like i guess that's like a birth thing and you have to like tape them down to like yeah grow them the right way i had my ears pulled back when i was in middle school really because my you wanted it or did your parents so my mom and like my aunts, like her three sisters, all had it done. Yeah. My grandfather did not have it done. Werneth Averill. Uh, and he was not aerodynamic. German descent. Of. He still had, I mean, he's he's passed, but he had the biggest ears imaginable. So they all had it done. So my mom was like, you're eventually going to have it done because you definitely got the Averill ears. When did she give you that talk? <laughs> I, I mean, this was middle Will school. Will Howe's first grade. Sit down. You're going to have the surgery someday. Yeah, it was like seventh grade. I played Dave Mira BMX for like a week Didn't while we I recovered. Of course, they just take cartilage out of your ears and then they just kind of fall back. They, they they don't have to like pin them really, but you do wear like a, I think you wear like a cast. Did you have for, a helmet? For like a week. Oh, yeah. But I didn't go out. They weren't going to let me do that. Not going to embarrass the family. Not going to embarrass the family. Just BMX. You're just going to show up at school in a week and you're going to have great ears. Great ears. Also, Dave Mira. Shout out to Dave Mira, dude. Man, what's he doing? Huge man? part of my childhood. There's like a weird time of life where I feel like, I mean, Michael Jordan definitely got this where like 
marketing was just taking off. So he became the face of basketball. But I feel okay. like Dave Mira was the face of BMX. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was obviously the face of, which like I still remember all of those skateboarders just based on that N64 game. Oh, Rune Chadberg. Carrie Chad Hart Muska. was the face of a motocross. Yeah. And also, hard. I'm not going to throw your mom under the bus because had I been in seventh grade and dealt with satellite ears, I would have wanted that surgery if I felt ostracized. Thanks for protecting my mom. I got you her know, back. My mom and tell uh, her to stop texting really me pressured me to get a nose job. Your mom wanted you to get a nose job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you want a nose job? Uh, I didn't at the time. You and don't I, have I a weird up, nose, dude. No, no, but I did. I absolutely did. You like had to grow into it. I had a me- no, no. There was no growing into this. <laughs> I, uh, like looking back, I'm glad I did it because my nose was like broken and messed up. Oh, so you got it. You had, oh, si- yeah, you had sinus issues because I had a major deviated septum, mm. um, and that was my reasoning for doing it. But my mom was also like, "You need to do this." Did your sisters get nose shots? Aesthetically, yes, some of them have. Well, and I remember when I was a kid, my sisters had jacked up teeth. They got braces really quickly. Yeah, and I just never did. And I just remember being. You never I, had braces. Well, let me finish. Nope. And they, they from an early age had like the headgear and cranking the wires and all of that. And I, I had headgear when was I was awful. a freshman in high school. My mom was like, "Hey, do you want braces?" And I was like, "Man, I, I've never even considered it. I thought my teeth were great, but I, I guess thought I, I was valuable. But, but I guess I'll do this." And I was like, way late to the game, and I had braces in high school. <laughs> I wish you would have just responded, is your love on the line? Because I'll do it, Mom. There's no better day in high school than getting your braces off. Do you remember licking your lips the for best. the first time? Or your teeth for the your first teeth. time? Nope. They feel By huge. that, I mean None my of teeth. Nah. Um, <laughs> licking my teeth was orgasmic. Yeah. Wow. No, it's it's a crazy feeling. It's an incredible feeling. I had uh, one of my front teeth. I had them for four years. Let me clarify. You braces for four years four years i yeah, kept breaking when did you get them off, off bro i didn't though i just had an overbite i got them off maybe my between my freshman and sophomore year of high school did you do headgear and i did headgear i had hydraulics dude. i had rubber bands i literally had it all like a 99 civic someone's trying I had to make not, no. dude it was, <laughs> does not it was too fast too furious in here dude i had <laughs> both sound speakers i had something way gnarlier than that what did you have this middle tooth okay, was up, up in my gums and okay. so they had to like drill into my gums, find it. I had to wear a retainer. You're talking with, about it like it's oil. <laughs> I had to wear a retainer with a bar across that had a chain that hooked onto that tooth up there and would slowly pull it down over oh time. Oh my god! So I had the most like gnarly grill. How? Let me ask you this question because this was the worst part for me. And my you know dad's they, a dentist. You know when they. <laughs> You know, when they tighten your braces, they'd always tell me like, oh, they'll be sore for like two or three days. It was two weeks for me minimum where my teeth were yeah. so sore. I couldn't mm. eat anything. So I remember that being like awful. Teeth, teeth sound pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. I recently got weak gums. Like with Invisalign, the first week of like the first set of trays you get, it was like, yeah, you'll be sore. They like really downplay it and it's horrible. It's awful. You have headaches. Do you guys have your wisdom teeth out? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm about to get mine out. Oh, really? Oh, dude. We should re- we should record a I podcast still have the them. day you dude. get it out. Okay, I got to tell you guys a story about this. So, like I'm saying about my mom with your body, whatever. My mom hates blood, any sort of blood, right? So, when I'm 18, I get my wisdom teeth out and I go in all I remember is I, I went in and then I wake up and I'm in the Target parking lot right across the street from the dentist's office where we lived at the time. And I look down and my shirt is covered, covered, like completely covered in blood. And I know my mom is not in the car. I'm, I'm like coming to and I realize I'm in the Target parking lot. And I'm like, I know for a fact, I know my mom well enough to know she, she would never be okay with this blood. So this blood happened while she's been in the car. I've been like bleeding out of my mouth onto my shirt. So she's gonna come back to this bloody mess. And all I can think in my like drugged up state is, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, I hear I hear the, the trunk open. I hear the trunk open and I'm already like snickering to myself, okay? But I'm drooling blood and I, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm already kind of like, and this like, this blood is coming out of my mouth. My, my mom opens the door. She, she starts cussing in Arabic. She's like, oh my God. She starts screaming. Her purse goes into the air, okay? And she's screaming. People come to the car. People come over to me in the car and they're just seeing this 
dude with blood out of his mouth and all of her shirt. And they're looking at me like, are you okay? And I'm just looking at them like, <laughs> and just blood everywhere. <laughs> it was so tight. Did you get hit? I did not get hit. I did not get hit that time. I remember when I got my wisdom teeth out, I, uh, I've had multiple surgeries and for some reason sedation never quite gets there with me. I often wake up through knee surgeries. I wake and I Your woke father up, is a doctor. Yeah, and like he used to hook us up with that stuff. I yeah. built up a tolerance. <laughs> and um <laughs> but hey, that's Thanksgiving. Um Thanks, Dad. So I I remember I kept trying to do bits while I was getting my wisdom teeth out. I'd I'd come to Wait, in the middle of it. Yeah, I'd like wake up look at every, around and then I'd speak with all the tools in my mouth thinking I was doing a great bit and the doctor would say, I don't get it. And then I'd fall asleep again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nothing's my, changed. Nothing's changed. My, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, not that we're just like trading wisdom teeth stories. I think but we are at this we're point. We're at the last one podcast. I haven't. My uh, stepdad had, it was, I guess it was like my junior or senior year in high school when I got it done. And I was coaching a little like middle school quarterback at the time. Like me and my stepdad would like coach. He was my quarterback coach. Um, and he and I used to like take on like kids that were in middle school and like coach them together as like something we did. He was, he, I remember him saying, he like, he was like, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out back in the eighties or whatever, he doesn't remember. He's like, I went to football practice that day. Like it wasn't a thing. I wasn't hurting. It wasn't a big deal. And neither should you, your quarterback that you're coaching has a scrimmage in Fort Worth. You're going to it. <laughs> and I was, I remember being like, well, I don't feel very good. <laughs> and like, he was like, I don't care. And like, we got like, there was no milkshakes, no hanging out. It was, I got in the car with my gauzed up mouth, bleeding dry sockets everything yeah. yeah and i like when I, I drove out to fort worth and i watched this kid play football and i had to like analyze everything with my stepdad <laughs> and then he's like drugged and up. then and then like we were both hungry and he was like can you eat tortilla chips because i want <laughs> <food>. <laughs> so we like stopped on the way back and got like mexican food and i was like and of course i like i had to go back and like get like dry socket stuff done because of that night Hmm. Do you remember how Damn. bad your breath smells when you have wisdom teeth removed? Dude, just death. It's rancid death, yeah. decay. I'm so scared. It's going to last two weeks. Will. I, I just want to hang out with you for a little while. Yeah. We're, we'll have you on. We'll do the show with him yeah. the day. Let's do a show the, the day that it the day happens. Of. All right. My dad was like, don't do anything. He was like, you can. <laughs> nah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he was like, the dentist, he was like, you could go to work the next day. He was like, but. Just don't do anything. Like the less you do, you're gonna be fine. It'll, it'll still take like a week to to kind of get back. You'll to have like, to like host the show. He's like, whatever you do, don't time. be on a podcast. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I'll for sure do a podcast that day. What? Um, I don't remember my family. Back to your original thing was being concerned with like any kind of like what do you look like or you have to. Yeah. So what I want to know is what was the try to think back to a moment where you realized like oh weird my family you're looking at somebody else's family. Like I remember experiencing this on sleepovers and different stuff where it was like, you know, you'd, I'd go to my buddy's house and everybody would sit at the table for dinner. That was a big thing. And when like, you oh, sat under the that. table, they yeah. thought that was odd. <laughs> <laughs> when I crawled myself into a cupboard and, and ate alone, um, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, that's what I'm, I'm interested in hearing from you guys. When did your parents get divorced? I was young. I was like two or three. Okay. Sorry, guys. But sorry. I, I, yes, I'm really sorry. But I, I do remember to that point, like, because my parents were divorced. You were three when they got divorced? Really young. Really young. Wow. And so, it's crazy that it was your fault at that age. It was. Like, you had to be. What did I, you I do to them? being like, I, I apologize. To <laughs> but I remember when my parents got divorced, my dad immediately moved out to L.A. because he was a advertising guy he, and he was the creative director out at some ad agency <clears throat> out there and then when i was nine he moved back to dallas i think he was working working for like the richards group or something and doing his thing but he the whole time he was in la like i'm assuming he was just living like a total bachelor life and like doing whatever he wanted he like smoked pot and he drove a motorcycle and he was like super like creative and free spirit. Did you just think he was so cool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And yeah. like, I remember being like at, a, like going to like a T-ball game and, or like a kid pitch game or something, little league baseball. And I remember like my dad, like coming out to the game, like obviously without my mom, like everyone else is there. And he was like riding his Ducati up to <laughs> the game, and, like, like taking off his helmet and like walking up. And I was like, 
at the time I was like, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like playing guitars in a band. So that that was like a that we were we were different in that sense. I remember my mom. Do being, you do you remember as a kid feeling like my family's divorced? Everybody else's family is not like did that was that a big no, thing in your I, head? I just rem- I remember up until very recently chalking everything up to well that's just how it was and like it what was do you normal mean? like I didn't feel any kind of like pain or difference or anything. Meaning from, it was you were blind to it. Yeah, it was, just, it was just even like I remember being in college and like being involved in Young Life, we had to do something for a Young Life deal where we had to describe like some pain in our lives and someone brought it. It was like, well, your parents were divorced. And I was like, yeah, but that didn't mean anything. Like, I did. And I remember like, yeah. that's, that's use that in an argument. Like, no, Jackson, your parents were divorced. <laughs> well, you're also so young. It, sh- it might've stung more had you been in eighth grade. A little bit older. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good. Point. <laughs> Will. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do remember a difference between my family, especially when I got older, like in high school and we would go to like high school parties or something. And I, my, my mom was really, I would, I would describe her as like somewhat of like a warrior and like wanting to make sure everything's safe and okay and make sure you be careful. But also like I never had a curfew. She never asked where I was. Really? I was able to like be very honest with her of like, yeah, I went to this party and there was this, this and this there. If like I didn't feel the need to like hide anything from her. But then other other kids who were at those same parties or like partaking in any of this stuff, they were have to be home at 10 and I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to be grounded for a month. And if my mom finds out I am, there was never that, there was like a very like low, like punishment. That's pretty unique. Yeah, it was, which is cool, but I never took it. I don't think I ever like took it, took advantage of it in like a, yeah. I'm going to try well, and get away I mean, with Maybe things. that was the plan. Cause my upbringing was similar. I had five rules, but I obeyed them. Right. I could stay out as late as I wanted within the actual law municipalities law. Um, and I would just tell my mom, Hey, I'm going to recite I'm gonna, that for us. Yes. Here's the code of <laughs> Hammurabi. Um, I would say, Hey mom, I'm going to be at X, Y, and Z until 2 AM. And I'll probably be home at two thirty-five. And she was okay with it. Yeah. As long as I told her where I was going to be. Right. Hmm. Different for me. <laughs> uh, I mean, Highland park was like very much like you, everything's great. <laughs> like with every family, we're all going to church. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> Do you mean in a fake way? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, because like, even though we weren't like one of those five families, like I feel like every family is very aware of like their namesake, you know? Mm-hmm. So when my parents got divorced, it was freshman year of high school. And I remember being like, Whoa. Like I knew like two other kids that had like divorced families at that time. So it's like, whoa, this is like a big stain on our family and our name and all that stuff at the time. Cause I was like, oh, I'm like one of those kids now. But um yeah, it was similar in the fact that like I were you self-conscious in that? I don't think I was ever self-conscious about it. I mean, I actually do remember <laughs> this is like so sad thinking about it, but it was like I do remember thinking like, man, I wasn't a football player. Like maybe if I was a football player, my dad would have like wanted to be around more oh, for man. games or something like that. He probably would have. Yeah, that's probably Yeah, true. is that hard for you now? I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> I was like, man, maybe if I was like the quarterback, my dad would have like <laughs> If you were Jackson, things I mean, would have been okay. As yeah. a dad wanting to leave, had my son been a quarterback, I probably would have stayed but around. That's the thing too is I was like you guys put me a grade ahead in Matthew Stafford's like grade where he's like an NFL quarterback. Like, <laughs> That's a tough he grade. had that, you know? And Kershaw. Yeah, and Kershaw. So the sports were pretty clear that that was not my bag. You're like, but dad, I love theater. It's like, dad, you're going to miss the plays. I'm a lesbian. Like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> dad, you can come see me in tights and makeup. <laughs> <sighs> he did, though. He came back for all the plays. Uh, but I do remember thinking like, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't break rules because I was in a place where I was like, well, like my mom's like going through it Vulnerable. right now. Yeah, I'm not going to like add to her plate and yeah. go crazy. Were you a rule breaker? Dude, uh, interestingly enough, I was, I feel like my freshman year, I was a, a pretty bad kid, but only because my introduction to high school was really weird. I had like two or three older cousins and they were they were getting in a lot of fights and doing a lot of bad stuff in high school. And I was like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I just want to emulate that. And but internally, I was like not a bad kid. Like I really didn't want to get in fights and stuff. But I was like, this is just like what I have to do to be cool in Chaldean or whatever. Because there were a bunch of Chaldean kids at our school. So 
but but even look like Aubrey and I have exchanged like war stories from high school and she was way gnarlier than I was. <laughs> I bet. Like I was not ultimately I was like you with my parents. I was just really honest. Um, I also faith was a huge part of my life like in high school. So I would I had a lot of friends who would like go to parties and stuff and want me to come to parties. And I would find myself just always being like, no, nah, I don't think that's like the right environment for me. So I was I like I can confidently say I would love to have me as a kid, you know, like. My, me in high school, I would love to have that type of kid because I yeah. think I, I genuinely wanted to do the right thing. I didn't always do it, but I feel like I the the reason I stayed away from like fighting or drinking underage because I didn't do that much was because it wasn't because of any. I probably masked it as like a faith deal of like I want to yeah. be in the right environment, but it was total. I don't want. It was like a liability thing for me in my mind. What like, do you mean? Well, because you were the quarterback. <clears throat> well, not even oh, even like sports? when I was even younger than that of like. If I get, because I remember there was even like elementary school, there was like kids that were passing around like liquor at my elementary school. Like they got into their, I went to a rough <laughs> elementary I school. Went to a rough elementary, I actually went to a rough elementary school. Just making hooch we, or what? We couldn't go out. Toilet wine. We literally couldn't go out for recess a couple of days because of like shit going on in the neighborhood. <laughs> the like kids were all passed out. What kid, th- what kid thinks alcohol tastes good? Well, That's crazy. They, there was, I remember there was like cop, like the, the DISD Dallas independent cops would like school district cops would come into the bathroom to like there was kids like in the bathroom passing around like chicken body bottle hell? of vodka or did something. you guys have dare at your school yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you guys had dare yeah um, dude dare was tight dare, dare was tight <laughs> i remember taking a cd this is a really ridiculous memory but i remember taking in elementary school i had a cd of a buster rhymes album and he's smoking like a big freaking <laughs> blunt on it and i remember taking it to a cop i was like do you want to arrest him? <laughs> you're, so no, stupid. you're so tough, so bro. You that I was a rat, dude. <laughs> you showed that. A little you snitch. showed that underpaid public service. Hey, Buster Rhymes, we're still coming for you, dude. <laughs> no, but I think I think my big motivation was if I get in a fight, then I'm gonna get in trouble and I'm gonna have a record. Like the whole like you viewed idea the cost. Of, like you, having you saw cost down the road way too much. Really, to the point where like I look back. Not that I like I don't regret like. I don't wish I like was an idiot back in the day, but like yeah. I wish I knew the magnitude or lack thereof of, of your that. actions. Definitely the lack ex- thereof. Yeah. I remember thinking my actions in fifth grade get in trouble now. It's going to cost me in high school. It's going to cost exactly. me in college, which that's two-sided because you really don't have to get your act together till high school trying to get into the college you want to get into. But you do learn those habits of having your act together in middle school and elementary school. But that's the thing is like, I feel like- You can turn it around, but- I feel like that's what's preached, but like, it wasn't until like way later in life that I realized like teachers have like no power to do anything. I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known that. I wish I would, like the worst thing thing they can do is be like, you're in trouble. I'm gonna write your name down on this piece of paper and there's a pink one underneath. Or all those finite disciplines Like, like missing out on recess. Yeah, I mean, just it ridiculous. felt so bad but at the time, feel, but it matters it feels not. So there's a, big, there's like right? a big, like there was like a big reputation side of it for me too, of I don't want to be known as like someone like even with my parents or like people yeah. like my my friends' parents. I don't want to be known as like the idiot bad kid. Really? Yeah, it was. You sound well, like kind of a loser back then. I was so like, tired. Will actually sounded like responsible, like he's taking care of his mom. You just were taking care <laughs> of your reputation, not, no. and I was a wimp. <laughs> I was like in, I was like the theater kid in like the wings of the stage, like next to a guy who's reading like the book of Satan and like <laughs> very weird people just trying to be like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Oh, everything's cool. Here. Just be happy. Well, so if you said you are, you would love to have the kid that you were. Yeah. Humbly. He wants himself for a son. Dude, I'm the same way. I would be so tight. Yeah. Because I'd love to have me. As how a kid. do you think you would parent your kid to give them like the freedom to make mistakes or the freedom yeah. to take risks. Okay, so I want to ask that question too because to give a little even a little bit more context, when I toured the documentary, we would just like show up at all these like Christian schools and like you what know documentary. Uh, Beware of Christians on DVD. Beware uh, <laughs> Can I find it on demand? <laughs> it's on Amazon and Hulu and whatever. It's not on Hulu. Um, there would be parents that would be like, hey. Like after the movie, if you could just like tell our kids not to drink and like not to have sex, yeah, like, I remember you saying we would that. really love that. I've probably brought this up to you guys before, but like you should have charged them and done it. It I should have <laughs> for asked a small for, fee for more money. Give me three hundred bucks. Just like wink at him yeah. in the audience. <laughs> How um, much does your kid matter to you? <laughs> but like I do wrestle with that idea of like I do think there is a direct correlation 
to if you can just get your kid out of high school, not going through like a huge drinking phase, not like sleeping around, not getting mm-hmm. into drugs, like their chances of being like a fully functioning, socially intelligent, like give back to society human being is like way higher than the person that like got into drugs, got into drinking, got into all that stuff. I just think that my opinion on it would be because I think my parents did a really good job of they took away the stigma of a lot of stuff for me. And it was drinking. Like I drank with in high school would have like a glass of wine at dinner or like if we were at like a family, like a, like a party with like my mom and like their family friends and they had like a margarita machine at the party, they would let me have, like it wasn't, they just took away the stigma altogether and drinking was never taboo for me. So when I got into college and I was like quote unquote free and I could do whatever I want, it just wasn't, I never thought about it as like, I can finally do this. And I really think that that teaching that kind of like balance and responsibility to your kid at a certain age is probably pretty important. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think, I think the one thing looking back that my parents probably could have done a much better job at doing was I, I think a lot of my growth as a person came from like my youth pastor just investing in me and, and teachers too, like teachers who actually cared. I think my, my dad had like looking back, my dad essentially did like no parenting. He only parented like essentially through fear. Like I was afraid of disappointing him or like making him mad. But outside of that, he did like no parenting. And I think I would have probably made a lot less mistakes, you know, I'm, I'm, I like love my dad. It's not like a thing that I like hold against him, but I think had he actually invested what was that? that was it feels like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think had he invested more in being like, hey, dude, here's here's things to think about along the way, right? Like, here's how to maneuver through this. Like, I remember asking him about sex. And by the way, before I even get into the conversation we had, my dad was just a little playboy little rat little like rat (laughs) iraqi kid just sleeping and also at a time like imagine this right like in the u.s you can just be this little freaking horny kid right having sex and messing around and the consequences are pretty minimal worst case scenario you're gonna get like an std maybe you get somebody pregnant in iraq you'll be honor killed like straight up you will be honor killed did not stop my dad. He was like known in his freaking little Just village. staring down that scimitar. He would, dude, he would jump from roof to roof because at night in the summers in Iraq, everybody sleeps on the roof. Like David. Yes, like David and Bathsheba. <laughs> um, and my dad would jump. Oh, so imagine like her dad is six feet away from, from her. You know, you're jumping onto his roof. He can kill you legally and nothing would happen to him. <laughs> Um, and he would do it. He was like, and he told me a story once about his little brother knowing that he was like messing around with some girl on the roof of their parents' house. And they're like, my uncle, he passed away. May may he rest in peace. Apparently there was like two buildings really close to each other. So my uncle like walks up the building, gets to the top and just like pops his head over just so he can watch my dad like hook up with this random chick and my dad sees him and then my uncle gets scared and like let's go from the top of that (laughs) (laughs) anyway i remember as a freshman being like you know my friends are starting to have sex and i'm having these feelings uh dad i was like i just remember being like dad uh my friends are starting to have sex like what do you think about that like i'm initiating with my dad right totally backwards and my dad just goes don't do it. <laughs> Walks <laughs> away. It. <laughs> That's all he says. Like, yep. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Dad. Sex was the most taboo thing for me. Like, I feel like growing up, it was like, we do not talk about it. You just don't do it until you're married. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't until like your mom or your dad said that. I mean, my mom and yeah. And my dad, we would just never talk about it. It was like very much like they raised me under Christian principles. It wasn't until like college that my dad kind of realized my dad actually came out and said like, yeah, like I don't even like believe this. Yeah. It's just what good parents do. And so I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I had sex when I was like 13. I was like, what? <laughs> like everything was like unraveling, you know, at that age. Well, all of our parents lived in the 60s and they yeah. they were all doing all of that yeah. stuff. My parents were the high and tight haircut and buttoned up in ties. They never gave me really? that hippie stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. I oh, my dad. Yeah, was sex all was very stuff. taboo. My oh, yeah. House. When I... 
when I was like in middle school or whatever, and I first got exposed like pornography, and I was on like the family computer looking at it for like for the first time. I think my mom. Was that AOL days? Uh, it was That's like when it was. Up. It couldn't have been more risky yeah. back then. Dial-up days. <laughs> the, the, oh my God! The consequences, <laughs> the risk that we all went through. Just, crazy kids time. will never know today yeah. <laughs> what we had. To it was go basically through. like a computer heist. The trenches. And the way that, that we, the way everything would like load like really oh slowly. <laughs> LimeWire days. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Well, and I remember, I remember the viruses too. The viruses. Dude, dude. Oh and my I, God! You'd have to like pretend like you didn't know where they came from. What is that? Our Windows ninety five. I don't know. I don't know why. The computer will not turn on <laughs> yeah. anymore. It why was, does our desktop look like solitaire? We're like, I don't know, mom. I don't know. <laughs> and why is the keyboard sticky? Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, by the way, like all of our moms knew what was going on. The whole time. Looking well, back, they all it's knew it. terrifying. My mom, I guess, like caught it. She knew what was going on and she was like, I'm not dealing with this. So she got my dad to like do the talk. Really? And How I did remember, that go? Well, I, it was so stupid because I remember my dad. And I just like went to dinner one night, just the two of us, uh, yeah. which doesn't Damn. happen. Yeah. Yeah. And we went to Chili's on Knox Henderson. The best Chili's, <laughs> the best Chili's that's ever been. <laughs> and we sit down. And we got booth. a triple play platter. And I remember like my dad like fairly quickly was like, so the reason we're here is <laughs> your mother found um, some stuff on the history browser of the family computer that I am not involved with. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys. My parents are divorced. But... Um, I remember like him just like lack no pun intended like beating around the bush. <laughs> it was just like God. it was just like he was like so was that something that like you enjoyed or was that something and what I, and, was oh, it God? Dude, I like I like the naked it? guys. I just remember like he didn't really know how to talk about it and like really wasn't like. Like he's like, laying. do you have any recommendations? He was like, well, he just like was. I, I just remember like thinking like he's not really laying down any kind of like hard parental like boundaries here, and he was just like, yeah, it's, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, if you, it's probably not a good idea. And I just remember being like, man, it's probably not that big of a deal. <laughs> Although, like in his defense, I'm thinking about this now. I know we're not purposely throwing condemnation, but like. That was your dad's one and only time to have to deal with that. He never had practice and he never had to do it again. Oh, totally. And that's going to happen to all of us someday. I was, I think I was, I don't know. I was not in the computer. Like I didn't have an uh, email until I went to college. Alex grew up in a cabin in the woods. Kind of. I don't did know. Did y'all have a family all, computer? Yeah, but like I never did anything on it. You're you never looked at porn on your family's computer? Mm -hmm. When we got the internet when I was in fifth grade, I typed in Yahoo wrong. Remember with two H's, it was a porn site? No. I was no. going to a search engine. It was. Sounds like you did look at porn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. And like I did, I did that as a curious kid like four times. And my dad said, uh, there's pornography in the search, search industry. Never did it again. No Terrified. Way. Yeah. Good for you. No, it was just, I, I was I th scared. I think, and good for me. I think the getting the taboo out of the way is a hundred percent important for sex with your family. For it should sure. be out in dude. the open. You should talk about it freely. Yeah. yeah. You should know, like it should not be something to be, but dude, like think about how different it was for our parents having to raise us. Like they, they had no idea. only access well, was like you had to go to a store and buy, buy a magazine. magazine for us. It was like you downloaded it. Dude, They're right. like, Here's, it's on our computer all the time. Yeah. Like, Here's the other thing I'll say. It feels really easy for us. I know for a fact, like it feels easy for us to be like, oh, we're gonna do it way better than our parents. But I'll tell you from personal experience, when my nephew, who's eight years old, came to visit me, um, his his mom, my sister, told me he had gone into my my mom's wallet and stolen a hundred dollars, and she wanted me to talk about it, like with him, talk about stealing and kind of why we don't do it. And so I'm like this former youth director. I'm like, I got this. This conversation's gonna go great. It'll be so easy. Like I'm gonna crush us. I'm super close to him. He loves me. So I was like, this will be good. Like it'll be a good, like we'll work through it together. So I had this whole game plan. We're both in the backyard. I'm like, hey, go grab us some Cokes. He comes out, we've both got our Cokes. We're sitting there and I was like, hey buddy. And I like, by the way, like the, the, the world I grew up in, my parents would have just beat my ass. Like that would have been the conversation. You know, it would have just been like, like, here's what you did. Here's the consequence, boom, over, right? Really simple. With him, I was like, I need to not shame him. He didn't. He probably doesn't understand fully what he did, but he needs to understand stealing is wrong. He was in charge the whole time of the conversation. <laughs> of the conversation. Okay, he started. He was so powerful. I remember like it messing with me. I was like, I, I initiate by saying, "Hey, dude, 
look, I, I know, um, I know this happened, and I know, I know, like you probably didn't realize everything about what you were doing, but I was like, I know that you stole money from Nana's wallet, and we need to talk about it. And he, he was like drinking his coke. I remember he's like slurps his coke, and then he hears me say that. And then he just did this, which I realized is the most powerful thing you could do to somebody in a conversation. He just refused to make eye contact <laughs> from that moment on. So so then, so he started doing this. So if Will's me and I'm him, he just goes like this. And then I find myself starting to go like this. Hey, dude, I'm over here. You're chasing his, I still want to talk. You're ch- chasing his gaze. Chasing his gaze. And he wouldn't talk about it. And I was like, hey, buddy, it's okay. Like, I'm not angry. We just need to talk through it. And he just wouldn't. He just wouldn't do it. He just didn't. He didn't have the tools. And I started getting really self-conscious and sweating. And I was. it is like the moment that I was like, so humbled because I've always just judged my parents' style of being like, you guys didn't know what you were doing. I know what I'm doing. It sounds like he he knows what he did was wrong because it seems like he was affected with some shame. Totally, totally. Well, think about it now. Like every kid, the kid <coughs> I used to like babysit and play like golf with this one kid who went to Westlake. He, when I met him, he was a sixth or seventh grader at like the Westlake middle school system. You spend so much time with young children. I do. I'm just giving back. Anyway, hands they, and feet. They, oh, the Lord, every single kid in that school district has an iPad. Every, like they, they are issued iPads. They're issued like every Man, single. You're really affected by that, dude. You all right? Well, no, think about this. Like every. It's going to be so hard for us guys. Every <laughs> so single. So many devices. Oh, do you mean like from a porn standpoint? From a, from no, an access, access standpoint. I didn't understand. Like, yeah, every, I thought you were just like overwhelmed no, by no, technology. No, no, no. There's like every, <laughs> every single kid. I've seen iPads. <laughs> think about this. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. We've that. got like eight iPads. What's, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> Every single kid has, with money, which they and all without, will at some point. they're not has, that unreachable. Every single kid has access to Uber. Think about that. <laughs> I'm out of here, mom. Exactly. I'm no, going to get an Uber. I'm to going to the downtown. downtown. I did. I worked for Postmates when I was in Los Angeles like five years ago. And I for sure delivered alcohol to like a 17-year-old. Yeah. Class. Like they have, they can get on yeah. and they can yeah. be, like I remember he would just like, He's like, oh no, I'll just like Uber over there and like I'll meet you for lunch. He's like, it's not a big deal. And like you just the the That's terrifying. Um, exactly. Like, yeah. how do you handle that? Yeah, dude. We're screwed. I know. We we think like are these conversations are gonna go so well. They're nope. gonna be like, hey dad, like I'm tapped in right now. Can you just yeah. like, like <laughs> Well, yes and no. I mean, ultimately, there's still the issue of a credit card. If they don't have a job on the side, they don't have access to funds. Dude, most kids Uber. though, there's like a huge problem with kids that do have access. Sign like, up for credit cards. Sign into pay. iTunes and whatever and they just buy whatever they want on their parents' like credit cards. They just gotta like, never give them the password, you know? Yeah. Or change it's it tough. regularly. Or they find the kid that does have it and then they're all just Venmoing that kid. Yeah. Just Venmo's around. I remember the way, one one of the things that was different about my family this is not different from like every other family, but tell us about had, how unique you are. I had, well, that's what we're talking about. So Touché. <laughs> we, um, I had two sisters, a single mom in the house. And that's what I like. Grew, that was the environment that I grew up in. Don't throw it in our face, dude. And Sorry. I, I just remember like, I would just, whenever I wanted to like play sports as like a, like a young, like boy, I would just like go out and like shoot hoops by myself for like hours at, at on end. And like, have like like my Walkman like headphones on, <laughs> listening to the Eminem show. And, uh, I remember going out to L.A. to visit my dad, and I because like up until that point, it's like I was on my own learning how to play sports. Yeah. And so like any kind of like affirmation I would get from my mom, you're like throwing my a sisters, baseball to yourself, dude, <laughs> and I walking would, to would, the other end of the yard, we, picking it up and throwing it back. Yes, a hundred percent. I remember like being with like having like a football. And just, For those like, of you that can't see, Jackson is tearing up. <laughs> no, I would just like do everything alone. I didn't have like like no one, no brothers to like fight or yeah. wrestle with or anything like that. You and didn't I, wrestle with your sisters really young but i grew because i I was the same thing and i my forced my little my youngest sister who we thought was going to be a boy ended up being a girl we think um and she i i forced her to be like super tough she's like crazy tough because you were like because i was like that's it you're supposed to be a boy i'm gonna like just treat you as elaborate elaborate on your hermaphrodite sister well that was just a bit i was doing but you guys (laughs) didn't laugh well no when i remember the first time i we we went out and the all the kids visited my dad in la and one of the things my dad did was like took us to a park to like play catch like baseball. 
And I remember like he sounds like such a like a like a nineties dad where he's like he's like, I think this is what you do. This is what yeah. we should, we should kill. I saw this yeah. in a movie once. Yeah. Well we were I remember just like playing catch with him and he was like so hard on me for how I was like performing like throwing like if I left one short or really? if I didn't do something well, he would like get on me. He's like, What are you doing? And I remember at that point I was like, I've never been like coached yeah. or like criticized for like any kind of like physical ability before and it was like wow yeah so like but then like i had buddies like in highland park a friend of mine had like a brother and a dad and they always used to like wrestle all the time and they were like rough housing and like the physicality of like just his nature was like so different Dude, from mine i remember my freshman year i wrestled and there was this kid that i went to school with named his name was eric and his dad was at Every not every game or tournament or whatever he was at every practice watching watching and I remember being like I remember one day being like dude I would love for my dad to like be at one of these because oh. I was like pretty decent at wrestling and I was like they'll be so tight but I'll never forget one day like his dad was like Eric you need like Eric and I were wrestling I was like winning or something and his dad goes Eric you need to watch his elbows his elbows are like going around and Eric stop like pushes me off of him gets up and just cusses his dad out in front of everybody and I remember being at like, a practice at a practice and I remember being like dude you don't know what you have man yeah i just remember like in i was like a like a middle school and i went over to my buddy's house and he said like do you want to wrestle and i was like no why would i want to do that like why it's just like it never That's, happened dude, wrestling's exhausting. tight have you never wrestled no, we do so fun. yeah now now it's it's fun now but like growing up with like sisters only. now it's fun to wrestle at 30 years old dude you- yeah okay it's great let's do it later Oh, we we were planning on it. <laughs> yeah, it's already on the docket for tonight. Out of here. <laughs> I uh, that's uh, what's weird to me is like there's all just it's just roles. It's like your role in the family, your like role in whatever cinnamon rolls. We live next door to my cousins, and my cousin Austin was like, <laughs> "Yeah, should no. I get out of here? Should we edit that out? <laughs> there's fire. Our first edit out. Uh, my cousin Austin was a hockey player, and he was like the big tough of like the four of us, you know? And so I was like, clearly not going to be the athlete of the group. And I remember like freshman year. Well, yeah, bitch. I was you on like, are wearing a little actor. Dude, first of all, <laughs> you thought you had a shot being put a year ahead when your Tough. development is Tough. just, you're just not going to be <laughs> it's not good. developed for an hour. You're never going to be cool. Back. I literally was on C team basketball. We only won one game and it was the game that our coach gave up on us and didn't show up. And we all like <laughs> decided to pull it out and get a W. I'll like never forget the day I realized you quit sports and it was like the best day of my life where I didn't I have to go to, to practice. This. I don't have to keep pretending like basketball is my future. I just imagine you skipping home oh in your Highland God, Park dude. neighborhood. I like heard emo music for the first time that day. And I was like, this, this is, is my me. future. <laughs> they get me. This resonates. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put on my inline skates. Newfound Glory, man. Dude. That was the band that got me. And like, was literally his newfound glory That was the no band sports. that like transformed me from like listening to what my sister wanted me to listen to to like, oh, this is music. Newfound Glory. That's the one about, they have the song that's like, the dad, the, my friends over you. Well, you're thinking of Simple Plan. That song, I'm thinking of Simple Plan. Yeah. Simple what Plan song? What music did your sister want you to my listen to? Well, no, I mean that that explains the whole like in sync and like Britney Spears and like mm. early 2000s. You like that on your own was, a little bit though, didn't you? Well, that's all I was exposed did to. You, did you <laughs> ever? Like you liked it a little. Oh, I loved. It. I love pop. I feel music. like this was do. probably true of you. I'm getting. I'm getting the vibe. This was true of me. Were you ever terrified that you were gay? <laughs> <laughs> you did your eye twitch. Just then. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Jalera had an eye stroke think? just now. Did you guys? I mean, oh, no, I th- we're asking you. Right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I you're think, getting a little sweaty. No, I think every kid at some point, once you hear about people being gay, you have that day where you're just like, "Am I gay?" Dude, I will tell you this: I was horrified. Yeah, as I was like, my dad will honor, but kill at the me, time, you don't sure. You don't know how what? it works. Like you, you're I like, never, I guess I some people are gay, but that's like even in high school. Like there was like one kid that was gay. Sexuality was on the back burner for me. I never really thought about. What do you it. mean was? Well, now I'm married and enjoy my wife's body immensely. But growing up, I never was really focused on get with the girls or did you I ever want to go the guys. Did you ever ever thought like get with I the girls? If I'm gay? Uh-uh, not really. I no. didn't either. Like I and I remember the opposite really? was true. Totally, you did. Though, I remember. Right? Sure. I'm not alone. You're not alone, Will. <laughs> We're not gay. I just remember my because here's the security. My sister, my older sister, I look up to, looked up to her, look up. Dude, to her. She's we great. know she always had. And my, I, have a, I have a twin sister. You love and her an music. She would always have her four years older friends over, and like 
it was like sleepovers and all these like high school girls are over at my house. And I was, I remember all of them. Were are you just about like to tell us something that happened to you? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, she, she would just like instill confidence. Like, no, you can pull that off. That was like her whole thing is like, no, like you can wear that. Don't like let it. This is the one that lives in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So when you came out in the stiletto, she's like, she was like yeah, girl, you got, you got this girl. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. But we also kind of grew up. I mean, even like high five in that we're not gay. I'm like, well, that's literally really weird to do. But that's because we grew up in a time where like you used gay as like slang slang for everything oh, for you sure. didn't like so well, there was, it was so taboo that you were like i just don't want to be gay exactly whereas and now anything outside of the norm was gay yeah right? it was like oh you like it acting was, you're gay for you sure. like art you're gay for sure and right. now that's like all cool stuff i wonder if kids are like man i really hope i'm gay when i grow up so i'm unique and cool well that's actually what's interesting about the film industry is like there's like all the leading men are not american men like hardly like it at least Many, when we were seventy like percent within the last ten years, yeah. Because like, if you grew English up, and Australian, where it wasn't taboo, like you could be a football player and do theater, and it wasn't. Yeah, weird. that's a good point. Like when we grew up, we like, had to choose: are you an athlete or you're a thespian? There, there, yeah. wrap up rugby practice and head to practice Shakespeare. Yeah, interesting. It was completely normal, and so succinctly said. You just stuttered over succinctly. Hmm. Got to hmm. add something. No. Looks like there's two edits. No, dude, just no, you just still. you, just bro. Mine. You're still here alone. <laughs> here <goes. laughs> Cinnamon roll. That's your new nickname, bro. <laughs> Why am I crazy? Jackson, Alex, Will, cinnamon roll over here. Um, it seems like my premise sparked a lot of conversation. It, You're it welcome. Right. Well, I think right. I think what we got out of this is it's going to be really difficult raising kids. And let's the not have century. them. Let's not have them, dudes. Aubrey and I had the talk this weekend. Whoa, we had the talk. This is why we don't want to leave you alone ever, because then you have time for these talks. It's that tiny what house. Is that, what is that? This is why you, you can't get away from her there. Uh, Who brought it up? You know what? It was me. I was the. It's the first time I initiated and was like, "Hey, I think I'm starting to feel ready." What sparked that? Uh, we did. We spent a weekend with her nephews, who are awesome. They're like these two little boys that are just so cool. Um, actually, there's three now, but one of them's like a baby boring Can't really do much with them um but they're just awesome and i lo- i always love hanging out with them we just have like a lot of fun we wrestle uh i teach them to be ninjas it's just a blast hmm. um and it's something that we've talked about before but i've always been like the one that's like i'm not ready like so aubrey's to. been ready i think that mentally she's been a lot more ready than i have she like i don't think she's wanted it necessarily but like she's mentally been like if he was there i could get there you know you're off the podcast once you have a kid right is that the rule we're currently looking for a new it's in the fine fine print (laughs) no you're just gonna know a stark difference between delair with a kid coming to do a podcast versus not it's like hey guys he's gonna be tired (laughs) all the time so happy to hang out he's gonna show us pictures of his kids on his phone endlessly man that's awesome you know, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. We got to figure out some health stuff and uh, game we, plan it. We also need just a million dollars. Well, and so. we also have to take like the big road trip before you actually start trying. Yeah. Is also, that, is that what white people a, do? We drive, you, we do. drive you and Aubrey to the place where you try for the first time. Got it. We go. We, it's a very we're awkward have like road one trip. last hurrah. I've wanted us to do a road trip, but it's like anytime I initiate something, it I doesn't think we happen. Should do, I think we should go to Idaho. I would really like to do a motorcycle road do a, trip. We should do a so road trip to Idaho. Where in Idaho? Like uh, Sun Valley. Oh. Or the Sawtooth Mountains. Or like, uh, I was there last Lake year. Quarter Lane. We should go to Lake Quarter Lane. Just drive up. I want to I do it on motorcycles. Hmm. Let's watch Motorcycle Diaries. And I have a motorcycle license. Go on a trip. So do I. Dude. Nope. Will, you're not no. part of that. Will, Will and I you're going to drive the car <laughs> <laughs> behind us yeah. we'll do a we're just trip. drafting yeah. hey guys do you need anything no we're good hey thanks. what'd y'all talk about on your motorcycles <laughs> you know what would <laughs> you know be really fun is to do a multi-day where we like camp yeah. ride motorcycles camp at night me blast city slickers but with motorcycles not horses electric motorcycles i'm hungry let's wrap it up not delayer because he's wanting to have a kid no <sighs> You want to stay here? <laughs> shit on it. I kind of did it to myself. <laughs> Kids are great. Kids are great. Kids, Kids are, are great. Awesome. I'm like, I think we're like two years out. Well, there's always the. Like, I think this guy's two years out too. Don't let this bitch fool you. Here's what happens: you start thinking about kids, and that's a year. 
And then you start talking about kids. And that's about eight months. And then you get pregnant. So you still got a good two years. Yeah. It's awesome. Until we stop being over. So if this thing doesn't take off before then. Guys, <laughs> clock's starting. We need to hurry. Everyone listen to this. Everybody, please. <laughs> Sponsor us. Please, I'm begging you. Remember this face <laughs> when it was happy. Mm-hmm. Before it aged I drastically. Don't I don't know. I'm looking forward fortnight. to looking forward to hanging out with you guys. I just because <laughs> right now it just I'm sick of you're it. You're taking it for granted. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want kids, but I don't. I want kids when everybody else is having kids. So I, f- I feel similar to be honest with you. Because right now I feel like the only per- person that has kids is freaking um, anyone that doesn't live in Austin. Yeah. No. We're what's in a little Kyle? Kyle, I, who I love yeah. and would love to hang out with, but yeah. he has kids. Um, but we it's can. not like it's not like once you have kids you kids, just hang yeah. out with people that have kids you just yes can't it hang is out. you just exactly no what you just don't hang out just, no I think I think you out. can do it I know some people that do it they're totally hangable with a kid they make it work who do you know some not people in, in quotations how many babysitters do you know zero how much do they cost twelve dollars <laughs> okay dude I'll tell you this childcare is crazy expensive it's expensive really? a coworker just had a kid she literally had a kid today. Little Corona. Oh, what does she know? Um, no, uh, she was just telling us as she was like getting ready and running the numbers. Um, childcare is unreal expensive. Like good childcare is. Wow. I don't know how anybody's paying for it. Quick uh, Corona stat that leads to the conspiracy. Apparently, like Corona's not affecting kids at all. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the deaths, all the deaths are like old people that have weak immune mutantisms. Kids also have weak immunisms. No kids have kids corona. are like weirdly they're not superheroes when yeah, it comes to this. I don't yeah, know what's going on. They're like uh, well, and us. They're the future. No, like, like but we can like, get we can it. Get they're sick. not getting. They're literally it. not like getting not even sick. getting sick. They're not even oh. getting it. Yeah, it's weird. So everyone become a kid again. Um, it's a Peter Pan syndrome. Did you guys listen to Trump's like response today? No, what was it? I the, the only thing I want to say about it is I realized that he says the word. I want you guys all to say this word. I'm going to spell it. I-N-D-U-S-T-R-Y. Industry. Say Industry. It. Industry. So he says the word industry. Like he emphasizes industry. the dust and he used it maybe 12 times in his like speech today because he was talking about the economy and how it like dove today. And he's like, he's like this, he just goes, this economy has been very affected. The shipping industry has been affected. Healthcare industry has been affected. And he I kind of like kept, that way better. I don't. Dude. I'm going to start saying it that way. You know what? It sounds hopeful. Dude. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> do you want to believe in industry or do you want to believe in no. industry? It really bothered me. Thank you guys for listening. This is another episode of uh, cheap therapy. I feel pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for the content. I feel worse than when we started. This episode is better than the second episode that Will believes may be good. We'll check the tape. Roll the tape. We'll roll the tape. Ball don't lie. Yes. It's not on. Dude, friends. <laughs>